Welcome back, guys. DGS, happy Tuesday to you. Uh, it is time for the Think Tank. Two of our favorites, we have Steve Elman, my birthday brother, Alvin Reed. Happy belated. Happy, man. Happy, yeah. happy. I was going to call you, but I forgot. I go, Wednesday is busy day at the St. Louis American. The paper goes out, so mm-hmm. I spent my birthday, like, Getting the paper out on the street. Well, like we I'm have paid KU Parents Day coming up. Let's find each other. October the seventh. Uh, Let's do 6th. it. I, I will do that. Let's do it. I do that. We'll I, tear I'll, that city. Well, up. I'm going to the game. <laughs> I'm going to the game. I got. I've got a board meeting that afternoon, but I'm going to late night that evening. But Saturday, if you're going to be around, I'll find you. I don't think they said if the game's going to be in the day or in the night. My, if it's a night game, we'll hang out yeah. in the day. I'll be the dad wearing the KU shirt. All right. Okay. You can have the bumper so, sticker that says, my kid and my money go to KU. Yeah. Mm. A sizable, <laughs> sizable amount more than when I went to KU. Mm-hmm. Right. So has the animosity of Mizzou fans lessened since they're no longer in the same conference? I, I would say yes and no. Uh, I think that, okay, they, I think Mizzou couldn't be bothered when they first got to the SEC and then yeah. after about five years – Figured out that, man, it's not as fun, <laughs> you know, coming out here to watch Mississippi State yeah. <laughs> as it was yeah. seeing KU and yeah. Iowa State and all those schools. They got on with life over there. I would say yeah. the hatred's healthy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. But I mean, not like the Kansas K-State hate. Kansas K-State, I, I said this when I was over my four years working for the football team. I said KU-K-State was a lot of hollering and screaming like at halftime. Okay. Yeah. KU versus Missouri was like quiet Patton versus Rommel. We hate them. We want to kill them. <laughs> we want to destroy them. It's yeah. just it was really, really yeah. more bitter than K State was. I I would say that it, that thing was is deep. It 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 really is deep. I was wondering like when Bill Self decided he wanted to play the basketball team again. I said, man, why? 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 <laughs> why? This, it reminds me, so uh, Nick's very first game, my son Nick, when he was three, was when Mark McGuire hit number 62. His second game was a Cubs game, and he had to go to the bathroom, first thing. Okay, you're three years old, let's go. We had to step over a man who was, who was knocked out bleeding <laughs> from a fight with a Cubs fan. In, in, in Bush Stadium. And Nick, I'm sure Nick's thinking, he's like, this is the craziest, most exciting thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what you looking at? Impeachment. Oh, okay. Let's talk about. Right. We got to talk about that. So, for anyone out there who's missed it, uh, my understanding is that an impeachment inquiry has has been uh, in, in instituted by Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House. Uh, I think I know what that means, but why don't you guys tell me what it means and what you think of it? So, Steve, we'll start with you. Uh, they don't pass any legislation anymore in Congress. Mm-hmm. I guess they're looking for something to do, so they want to constantly uh, look useful. Yeah, investigate this <laughs> or investigate that. So I guess they're trying to trying to earn their money. I was good. Literally, I was going to say like, well, I mean, they're not you know cutting the SNAP program, and they're not you know trying to do this with Medicaid, and they're basically not transgressing on uh, things either way that you support or, or don't support. And I think that's kind of on the Republican side, too. It's kind of like, you know, your, your, your very conservative Republicans there are spending their time on that. Uh, and uh, the moderate ones are kind of just laying low, and the Democrats now have something to go back yeah. and say, see how out of control they are. I know I'm not so the I, It's just... It's okay. All right. I know I'm not the only one who's noticed this, but I know that there are people out there, politicians and pundits alike, 
who talk about policy, but they don't have ratings and they're not uh, well-known legislators. The well-known legislators and the and the well-known media people focus on the identity stuff. And I hate that. Like, I, I just hate that no one's talking. No one talks policy. Well, that. And, well, hey, go ahead, Steve. I'm no, sorry. we. You know, we have the same thing on on the local level. Uh, in the last year, we've had a group of people keep showing up at our council meetings who think there were irregularities in the last election, and they want the council, which is the legislative branch, to somehow go and investigate that part of the executive branch. Okay, we have an elected uh, person who's in charge of that. It's like they don't understand, you know, you've got uh, three branches of government and they each do a, a different thing. And the legislature and the Congress ideally are making the laws. But like you said, now, you know, it's, um, I don't know, it's uh, politics has become a stunt show. Mm-hmm. It's stunt show politics. And it's on the extreme left yeah. and on the extreme right. And people uh, are, not gonna, are not judged anymore by what problems they solve. They're judged by, okay, what did you try to do? What How do you, are you fighting for us? What do you think it's going to take to get past this? Do you think it's going to, we're just going to have to get bored with it and burn out? Do you think it's the donors are going to have to stop funding those types of candidates? How do we pull out of this? Well, part I, of it is, is, I, is, is, is the media yeah. gives these people the attention that they crave. And again, uh, you know, take uh, Congresswoman Bush. I mean, do, would she really have voted against the the Boeing contract if if she thought that her vote would have kept them from getting it? No. All right. She's smarter than that. But it was an easy stunt for her to pull to say, "Hey, you know, I'm against it. I'm against war, or what, or, or whatever, whoever she was, uh, you know, uh, trying to impress." But it's it was a stunt, and the people on the right are just as bad on on doing stunts like that. They know. What they're talking about doing is never going to get done, but the other people don't know that, and they think, boy, they're out there. They're out there trying to get rid of our taxes and trying to, to do all these things. Uh, so it's, it's, it's stunt show politics. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you, you don't have the votes, Republican votes in the Senate to impeach the president. So what's the, you know, the first go-around with Trump, I, this was my opinion. I was like, yeah, man, whatever he did, but you're not going to impeach the guy. So, so like you said, you made this big dog and pony and march the thing over there and all that. Good for you. You don't have the votes to impeach the guy, but that was theater. Um, you know, second time around, I think, you know, after the Capitol, I thought that it, not that I thought he was going to be impeached, but I kind of thought like, I think ceremoniously, if I'm, if they're chasing me through the Capitol <laughs> to and kill me, I'm like, Hey, yeah, I'm all down with, this this time but yeah. yeah so yeah it's just what it is i mean but this one is it's you know when it, it, no one had been impeached for you know the time you know i was alive until you know bill clinton and at that time it was kind of like okay I, I i get it but i don't you know i don't know what this is actually going to do but i think now it's just like i mean the, even the word impeach is now like so what i mean that should be a big deal couldn't agree more. Right. And then that's kind of like, so what? That's sad. It is sad. Mm. Yeah. Um, I hate to ask the same questions, ask you all the time, but it, it, it's kind of what's on my mind. Two questions at once. Uh, can anyone catch Trump? And uh, is there a drop dead, and I don't mean that as a pun, is there a drop dead date for someone to replace 
Joe Biden. You want to go first on? I, I was going to say, like, I still think it's <laughs> first of the year, January 15th. Um, what are we talking about? Three years after I was inaugurated, I I say, like, I'm not going to go. And and I don't think Democrats are, are in a position that, oh, my God, it has to be earlier than that if I'm going to get something done on Super Tuesday or whatever. I think it would just be one big mass primary yeah. look. Yeah. You know, we got Democrats have to pick somebody. Who's yeah. it going to be? And we're so happy that he ain't running. <laughs> they might actually. This could actually, literally, um, I, I heard it called like unsmoke-filled room because you can't smoke in public places <laughs> anymore, that they might actually go in and come out with a presidential nominee and a vice presidential nominee. And wow. this is how to win the most votes, and this is this is how we win the election. We're not going to... Yeah, people are going to yeah. run, but we, we're we going to center on that. You guys know how this works in general. Do you think there are people in Joe Biden's ear trying to convince him to possibly step down, or is he too protective? I, I think I think there are people that are telling him that, yes. Now, whether or not it's the people that could convince him to do that, I don't know. But I think, I think that he's probably seen numbers that says, like, all right, right now, you'd probably win, okay? But if you don't run, somebody else does. But isn't that the problem? If there was a clear alternative, I think there'd be a, a lot more pressure on him. Oh, I, no, I agree. I agree. Just, but there's really not a clear alternative. Right. There's, you're just, right. Whatever that, smidgen, and, yeah. whatever that smidgen of uh, improvement electoral-wise is not enough to convince him, where he said, like, if Steve Ellman was running as a Democrat, you know, and we pick up two points, all of a sudden it's 53-47 and it's pretty much a done deal, then I think he would, then I think he would, would So you think away. part of it, at least, is that he wants to do the right thing as opposed to just being kind of selfish? Yes. Yeah. I, I do think that. But I don't think there's any explanation that would say, like, if you don't run, we're going to lose for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure that ain't coming up and. Any conversation. What are the chances? Because the No Labels Party has been, we had them on, and they, they seem pretty serious mm-hmm. that if it is Trump-Biden, they're going to get in. Uh, Senator Cassidy just this last uh, uh, weekend on Meet the Press basically said, if they call me, I'll talk to him. Will they, what are the chances that the No Labels Party decide the, the election one way or the other? I have to wait and see on that. I, I think that, man, it's so it's so you know, polarized right now, you just don't have as much in the middle area as you used to. And I think both sides kind of have this like, look, this time every vote counts. Yeah, every vote counted in 2000. Every vote counted in um, when Ross Perot ran. But I think they were able to, to gather votes because people just, you know, either yeah. way, oh, either way, you know, I don't think it's that bad. And now like, people say, oh, no, we can't have four more years of Biden. We can't have another Trump administration, we can't have these two people running against each other. I mean, what does it say about our nation? What's the percentage of people that don't want to see these people run against each other? And it's like, no one can do anything about this? Yeah. I know. Six years ago, I would have uh, made a prediction, and it probably would have been right. But I have been wrong about so many things. You're a smart man. Six years, and I'm telling you. You're an honest man. I'm telling you what what I would have said is impossible six years ago. I just think almost anything's possible after what we've seen the last six years or so. I agree, so and true. I tell you, my my watershed moment was, uh, like I said, I'm doing the impassioned John Edwards speech at the Carpenter Hall uh-huh. because ain't nobody named Barack Obama going to win the 
presidential nominee. <laughs> 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 you know, and, and, and I'm like, oh, and I said, they, they, yeah. they, you know, then later that summer, I'm in Denver at the, you know, the convention. Yeah. And, um, oh, I forgot. I forgot her name. Oh, I forgot which elected official it was. And it was the night that Hillary made her speech. Mm-hmm. And I had been going great guns, you know, like all week. And I said, like, I'm not going to the to the hall tonight because, I, you know, tomorrow night is the nomination. And then he's going to make a speech tonight. So I'm sitting this one out. I'm just tired. I'm just I'm just tired. And Anheuser-Busch, when they had money, you know, uh, had like just beer everywhere. And then we stayed at the Embassy Suites uh, outside, one of the ones outside of Denver. And they had just beer everywhere. They Nine o'clock, eight o'clock, they just, just was everywhere. I just said, you go down there and get a beer and, you know, whatever. And I'm just down there and I forgot who it was, her, who, I forget her name, but she was there too. And we clinked beer and said, like, she said, here's to Hillary Clinton. I said, here's to uh, John Edwards. Yeah. And, I, dude, I, I and we that. laughed at each other. The former, the former executive in, uh, um, in Madison County. Okay, was also I guess the head of the of the Democratic Central Committee, mm-hmm. and he used to talk about uh, the time that he had to go to State Senator Barack Obama and tell him that he couldn't speak at the county hmm. uh, uh, county fair or event because he wasn't the uh, endorsed candidate. <laughs> <laughs> 428 DGS. We have a hard out at 429 because of Cardinal Baseball. So we only have about 50 seconds left when you guys want it. Anything important locally going on? Oh, man. There was something I was going to say and I forgot. Oh, just like that. Okay, well. It must not have been that important. There was something in the news. Uh, something like I don't know. I guess not. How's Car- Kevin Colleen doing? Kevin Colleen's doing great. Good. And uh, our council last night passed the uh, the, the freeze for seniors. Yes. Taxation. Yes. And... Uh, you know, we'll be seeing some people in court over it, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Uh, right. So the sooner we get to court, the sooner we get out of court, the sooner yeah. a judge tells us what, what people can and That's can't right. do, and hopefully the legislature will clean it up in January. Steve Elman, Alvin Reed, thank you very much. Cardinals pregame coming up after this. It's 428, brought to you by the Heise Advisory Group. Back in the next.